You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic on Bloomberg Radio. Well, we're going to wrap up this last half hour with an update on the beer industry with a 25-year veteran of policy and political work. He now heads the Beer Institute, the National Trade Association that represents America's brewers, also importers of beer, supply supply chain partners. Uh, According to their website, adds up to a $328 billion industry supporting more than 2.1 million American jobs. For more on the pandemic and post-pandemic worlds of the beer industry, let's bring in Jim McGreevy, President Chief Executive Officer of the Beer Institute. He's with us on the phone in New Jersey. Jim, nice to have you uh, here today. How are you? And talk to me a little bit about kind of where you guys were and your industry members one year ago at the start of the pandemic. Oh, boy, Carol. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, Where we were a year ago is probably where so many other Americans uh, were a year ago personally and and in their jobs, uh, really trying to figure out uh, as of March 13th and uh, around there, where where our industry would be going. Thankfully, uh, the federal government made the production and distribution of beer uh, essential as part of the grocery system. Um, so we were able to keep our breweries and, and uh, many of our folks employed uh, in the making and distribution of beer. Uh, obviously, with the bars and restaurants closed for months on end, particularly at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we saw so many of those jobs uh, lost uh, nearly 570,000, as a matter of fact, uh, throughout the U.S., uh, jobs supported by the beer industry. But um, the Beer Serves America report really um, it tells the story of a very resilient industry and one that's coming back, we hope, as America comes back. So we're very pleased with uh, with uh, uh, some of these uh, some of this data from our, uh, right. our biennial report. Well, it's interesting, you know, uh, local beverage center where we pick up like our cases of water and, you know, whatever else, juices and stuff. But I said to them how, you know, I haven't I hadn't seen them in about a year. And I said, how are you guys? And they said it was really hard because like 80, 90% of their business was supplying all of the local restaurants uh, in the community. And that was just shut down. Tell us about your members because we think about, you know, those of us who go to the supermarket, right, or, um, you know, to pick up something. But it's the the restaurants and the hospitality industry that your members play such a big role on. How, how hard hit were they? Oh, they were, they were very hard hit, uh, not just from the, the uh, hundreds of thousands of employees that uh, either lost their jobs on a permanent or temporary basis, but uh, we saw nearly $20 billion in a decline in retail beer sales. Uh, you know, uh, you, you think back to that mid-March period of 2020, uh, the March Madness was just get roll- getting rolling with the conference tournaments leading to the NCAA uh, tournament. You know, St. Patrick's Day, we loaded in a lot of beer in the beer in the bars and restaurants throughout the country for St. Patrick's Day. So many of these holidays, then moving into the summer with Memorial Day, 4th of July. Um, the bars and restaurants in this country were just so hard hit. Um, uh, you had a, uh, I think you did an interview with uh, John Taffer from mm-hmm. uh, Bar, Res- Bar Rescue mm-hmm. last month, um, and he said that he's starting to see them coming back, though, and that's what the data shows that we're seeing. Um, uh, you know, we're getting near the end of this uh, COVID period, thankfully, um, and I think we're starting to see these bars and restaurants crowded. I can tell you down here at the Jersey Shore, um, uh, we saw lines out the door and down the block to get into some of the some of the bars and restaurants at the Jersey Shore just this past weekend when it was um, torrential rain outside with uh, folks in 
folks standing outside it with garbage bags and umbrellas just trying to get in and uh, gather together. And a lot of those, a lot of that gathering is uh, done around a beer. Um, so we're, we're very hopeful for uh, the recovery of the bars and restaurants. It's so important to our country, so important to beer. Um, uh, during the COVID period, we saw significant spoilage of food and beverage and beer is perishable. Right. Uh, nearly $900 million um, uh, dollars worth of uh, beer that was just perishable. And that just, that just really hurts the industry and hurts uh, the bars and restaurants. That's amazing. That's a big number. Hey, in terms of um, demand, ultimately, though, did it pick up um, substantially uh, over the past year? Just got about 30 seconds. We'll do some news, and then we'll come back. Well, I'll just tell you one thing John said. Uh, the more beer was sold last month in Las Vegas than ever before in the history of the city. So um, I think that goes to show you, hopefully, where we're going to go in the next few months. All right. Interesting. John, um, yeah, it was good to talk with him because to get some perspective on hospitality and how it plays into the restaurant industry, those small businesses that are largely uh, the backbone of the economy. Jim, we're going to come back in just a moment. Jim McGreevy, he's going to stay with us, President and Chief Executive Officer of the Beer Institute. Well, Jim McGreevy is still with us. He's President and Chief Executive Officer of the uh, Beer Institute, still with us on the phone in New Jersey. The Beer Institute, uh, the National Trade Association that represents America's brewers, beer importers, and supply chain partners. So really uh, a great uh, snapshot of what's going on in the industry. Hey, Jim, one thing I wanted to ask you, jobs. We get the monthly jobs report uh, tomorrow. Your industry, are they having any troubles attracting workers, uh, especially as the economy opens up and demand ramps up? We don't see uh, trouble attracting workers in our breweries and uh, in the distribution business. Um, again, uh, Carol, it goes back to the bars and restaurants, right? There are right. nearly 570,000 jobs lost on a temporary or permanent basis, and you hear lots of discussion around the difficulties of uh, getting people back into those places. And we, I, you know, I think we really need to support uh, uh, the recovery by, uh, by getting those folks back to work. Um, uh, and I, I think we're seeing that. I mean, uh, you know, our sense is uh, from some of the data we're seeing that um, um, the food service uh, in what we call the on-premise, the bars, restaurants, taverns, are starting to come back to pre-pandemic levels. I, I think we're going to get there, but certainly you do hear from a lot of uh, different corners this the discussion around uh, uh, the difficulty in getting some workers. And I think we're certainly seeing that in the bars and restaurants right now. But we're not at pre-pandemic levels for the industry yet. No, um, but, you know, I think uh, we're going to have a, a big summer uh, for all Americans and I think for the, the hospitality industry and I think for the beer industry. Um, uh, so I, I'm very hopeful. Uh, you know, you just see the economic impact of beer uh, through our Beer Serves America report. Uh, 1.6% of, uh, of U.S. GDP comes from our, our industry uh, Two million Americans owe their livelihoods in one way or another to the production, distribution, and sale of beer. We're coming out of a period where folks were cooped up. Um, they want out, uh, and I think they're going to um, – uh, we're already seeing them sort of hitting the bars and restaurants in this country in a big way, and I think that's only going to grow. I have to say, uh, some of our listeners and uh, followers on YouTube, uh, I think hearing that you said we're going to have a strong summer, saying, well, I'll drink to that. <laughs> so responding uh, as the world uh, reopens. Hey, listen, one thing I'm curious about, President Biden said to be offering up to create a tax floor 15% down from his earlier proposal to lift the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28%. So essentially 
unwinding the tax cuts um, that the GOP adopted back in 2017. That's what he initially was looking to do. Now it looks like he's backing off of that potentially. I'm assuming your members are in favor of lower rather than higher corporate taxes. Well, we saw the power of uh, tax relief in our own industry. Um, we are one of the most taxed industries and regulated industries in the country, um, but we did receive uh, uh, a relief from the excise tax uh, that beer pays uh, in uh, 2020 and uh, 2019, excuse me. Um, and we saw the power of that uh, for our industry. So I, I think it's, I think it's great to see, seemingly. Republicans and Democrats coming together, inching closer towards one another on uh, on some kind of deal here on infrastructure, which I think will only help support the recovery. You know, um, uh, excise tax is a, is a, a tax that we pay that uh, others do not. But the total taxes paid we see in our Beer Serves America report from uh, from beer is fifty five billion dollars. So we certainly want to see uh, low taxes. Um, but we know in our industry the power of tax relief uh, just in recent years. It's been very helpful to us. So, What I'm specifically, that, uh, what, what happens when there's low taxes? What happens to that money? Because we often talk about it with, you know, publicly held companies that you get a tax break. It's not necessarily higher wages or investment in the business. It's often buybacks. So I'm just curious what happens when there's lower taxes in your industry? What specifically do you see happen? Yeah, Carol, in 1976, there were 51 breweries left in this country. Today, there are over 8,000. And I can tell you, when we received the excise tax relief uh, uh, over the last few years that we've received, um, I talked to brewers across the country, large brewers, small brewers, uh, all sort of talking about the same thing. Using that tax relief to hire more workers, to improve their physical plants, uh, their breweries, their, their tap rooms, uh, you know, their, uh, their facilities, um, finding more ways to distribute their beer, innovating more and more. So to me, uh, and I, I, we see this, we are an industry that has experienced this over the last few years, low taxes drives uh, innovation, it drives jobs, uh, and it, it drives an industry. Hey, so in terms of innovation, what are some of the kind of interesting, innovative trends that are happening within the beer industry? You know, we were talking uh, on our planning call, and I was thinking about cannabis and beer, and the political environment seems to be opening up in a big way, uh, certainly when it comes to cannabis, more generally speaking. What are the interesting trends, uh, Jim, that are happening right now? Oh, beer is always innovating, Carol. You know, and, and a few decades ago, light beer was an innovation of its time. Uh, then we saw the rise of uh, the craft movement and uh, bringing back some of the styles that uh, had uh, uh, fallen off the radar screen for a while, particularly IPAs. Today, you see ready-to-drink uh, beverages in so many different ways. The hard seltzer phenomenon of the last four years uh, preceded by the hard soda uh, uh, movement of a few summers ago. Um, that's the great thing about beer. We are always innovating. We want to be where the consumer is. And the consumer right now is looking for more flavor, uh, but also very mindful of uh, uh, health and wellness, calories and other things. So these, these hard seltzers, the ready-to-drink uh, beverages, are, uh, are really becoming a bigger and bigger part of our industry. Uh, there, many of them are malt-based. They're made in a brewery. They're made by brewers. Um, that's the kind of innovation you see, and, and you hear so much about these different uh, hard seltzer brands now. Um, but there's always something new uh, in beer. Beer is an incredibly dynamic industry. 
Uh, just got about 20, 25 seconds here. When you talk to your members, the outlook, the economic market outlook, how does it look for the next six months to 12 months? Well, as I said, I think we're hoping for a big summer for uh, every American and for beer in particular. We want to uh, grow those uh, 2 million jobs supported by the beer industry. Uh, we want to grow that $332 billion economic input that we have. So, um, I, you know, I think that uh, there's always uh, things that uh, can be improved upon. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I think the opportunities for beer are great. I think the opportunities for our country are great coming out of uh, this uh, this pandemic period. So I'm yeah. very hopeful. All right. Well, great to check in with you. I uh, really appreciate it. Jim McGreevy, he's president and chief executive officer at the Beer Institute, joining us on the phone from New Jersey. Some optimism, certainly for his industry. 